he's David Harmer. And he's Ray Globe. And together we are... The, the Glover Twins. Twins. Stand-up spoken word from the peak generation. And this is... Glumcast. Right then, here we are again. We certainly are. And what's this week's theme, Ray? 60s. Oh, don't get me started. Eh? It's rubbish. Pardon? 60s. Oh, right. It's all doctor's appointments, tablets, funerals, babble fixations. What, the 60s? Oh, the 60s. Yeah. I thought you were talking about the 60s. I was. No, no, as in one's 60s, being in one's 60s. Oh, right. What was that about bowels? Uh, Nothing, nothing, forget that. Yeah, maybe it's for the best. This is a family show after all. Is it? Yeah. Okay, so we're continuing our trawl through the decades, are we? Yeah, and today's episode is about the 60s. More precisely, 1967. Oh, the summer of love. Well, not exactly. Oh, how come? Well, I was only 13 in 1967. Oh, right, well, I was 15. It makes a difference. It certainly does. And I'd started to get an inkling that girls were slightly more interesting than stamp collecting, football and model aeroplanes. Only slightly. I was a late developer. Well, that explains a lot. Pardon? Nothing. Uh, So, the 60s. The swinging 60s. Oh, yeah, the swinging 60s. Mods and rockers. Beatles and stones. Mini skirts. Maxi skirts. Levi stay pressed. Loon pants. Loon pants? Yeah. Remember, the, the big flared trousers. Oh, yeah, they used to flap like crazy when you walked. Yeah. The Beverly Hillbillies. Gunsmoke. Star Trek. Star Trek? Yeah, started in the 60s. Oh, wow, I thought it was much later. Hey, hey, Ray, do you remember this? <clears throat> A whopper dopper dopper, a whopper dopper dopper, five four three two one. A whopper dopper dopper, a whopper dopper dopper, five four three two one. What a are wh- you doing? Ready, steady, go. The weekend starts here. Kathy McGowan, Keith Fordyce, six thirty every Friday. A whopper dopper dopper, a whopper dopper dopper. No, 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 don't. What's this whopper dopper dopper thing with the glasses case? This is me playing the harmonica. You know, Ready Steady Go theme music. Paul Jones, Manfred Mann. Oh, right. You mean this? Oh, well, if you're going to get all technical about it. That's not technical, David. Just correct. Always dissing my musical abilities, aren't you? What musical abilities? Oh, okay, fair enough. Ready, steady, go away. Hey, I, I used to watch it every Friday. Me too. The weekend really did start here when everything was fab and gear. Kathy blushed at Brian Jones, giggled with other stones. Young Paul Jones played the harp for all the kids who dress so sharp. Dusty, Scylla, Sonny and Cher. A beetle here, a beetle there. 
Rufus Thomas, the Nashville teens, Diana Ross and the Supremes, Marvin Gaye and Bobby V, Dave Clark Five and Jerry Lee. Every Friday at 6.30, a swing in London swung in a frenzy of rock and roll abandon. Mary Quant girls met the soon-headed boys, all out to make a noise in Georgie Fame's Flamingo or the Bag of Nails, on Purple Hearts, going off the rails. It was electric, it was the sizzle, the Ringo snare, mix while shuffle, Millie's reggae, Lulu's shout, as PJ Proby clowned about. Lionel showed us brand new moves His snake hips moving to the grooves They're doing the strut Twisting with Lucy The Bristol Stomp And the Watusi Doing the shimmy and the holy gully The hitchhike baby and the woolly bully The locomotion and the boogaloo Any old dance that you wanna do So let's dance The weekend really did start here And everything was fab and gear Kathy blushed at Brian Jones Giggled with the other stones And we tuned in to watch the show Here comes the weekend, ready, steady, go Jeff, the Sheffield chef, has joined us in the studio. Morning, Big Jeff. Oh, do. So, Big Jeff, the Sheffield chef, what have you been up to lately? Well, Ray, I've been very busy getting my new restaurant ready for opening. Very exciting. Yep. Just remind us, Big Jeff, the Sheffield chef, what's the new restaurant called? It's called Big Jeff's. Great. Well, we can't wait to visit. Right. I'll let you know when we open. Thanks, Big Jeff, the Sheffield chef. So, you have a further string to your bow, Big Jeff, the Sheffield chef. You've become a restaurant critic. Well, not exactly. How do you mean? Well, more of a cafe and takeaway critic. Well, it's a start. And do you have a review for us today, Big Jeff, the Sheffield chef? As it happens, I do. Right, so um, what have you reviewed this week? Well, I've been to the famous Bry's Place in Sheffield. Well, that's an amazing coincidence. Oh, have you been there as well? No, Big Jeff the Sheffield Chef, it's not that. It's that Bry of Bry's Place actually features later in the episode. Well, fancy that. (laughs) Exactly. Right then, uh, Big Jeff the Sheffield Chef, time to do your stuff. Righto. I've written it down. Very good. Shall I read it then? We're all ears. Right then. <coughs> Nestling 
In the once-flourishing industrial heartland of Sheffield's Kellam Island, in a former Little Mester's workshop, is the unassuming epicentre of the city's proud fish and chip heritage. Bry's Place, formerly known as Bry's Fries. I've visited on a busy Friday evening to find the shop bustling with locals, some of whom had queued outside for up to 15 minutes for the privilege of squeezing through the narrow doorway and starting the traditional shuffle along the scuffed lino inside. The decor was classic traditional chip shop, a stainless steel counter with the traditional sprinkling of stray salt and the occasional vinegar puddle just waiting for the unsuspecting elbow. The off-white glazed tiles depicting a cornucopia of fruit de mer. I ordered a large addock, chips, mushy peas and beans. <laughs> These arrived tastefully served on a pristine polystyrene tray with the peas and beans in separate containers. I was offered a small plastic fork, but being a traditionalist, I opted for eating with my fingers. The mood in the shop soured slightly when my companion asked if they did kebabs. No, was the firm reply. This is a fish and chip shop. We do fish and chips. She ordered fish cake, chips and beans and a sausage. The smile on our server's face returned and we paid our bill, exited the shop and made for the bench outside which overlooks the busy inner city bypass. And so to the meal. The haddock, cocooned in a carapace of crispy batter, was succulent yet firm, just as it should be. The chips glistened under the sodium streetlight, crisp on the outside and fluffy inside. I did detect an hint of mint in the mushy peas, not something I'd do myself, but I appreciated the attempt to inject a little exoticism into the menu. The only item that slightly disappointed were the beans which I suspect had been left uncovered for too long and had formed a slightly congealed skin. I tried my companion's fish cake. It was excellent. She did offer me a sausage, but given my traditional upbringing, I was forced politely to decline. All in all, an excellent night out, and I would heartily recommend Bry's Place to anyone wanting to sample South York's finest. Well, Big Jeff the Sheffield Chef, that was almost poetry. Ta! Indeed, I could almost feel the steam rising from the haddock. One thing I wanted to ask you, Big Jeff the Sheffield Chef, do they have scraps? Well, sometimes there's a bit of a scuffle at weekends after the pubs have shut, but nothing serious. No, no, I mean scraps. Like the, the, the crunchy bits of batter left over from frying the fish. Oh, right, yes. I, I think they do scraps, but it's a special order. Right. Well, thanks for that, Big Jeff the Sheffield Chef. We'll certainly be checking out Bry's place the next time we're in Kellam Island. Right-o! Right, then. 
Back to the 60s. The 60s? Oh, oh, yeah, back to the 60s. So, were you ever a hippie then? Well, I flirted with hippiedom, but it led me to a very dark place. Where? Leeds? No, I mean a very dark place culturally. Yeah, Leeds. No, not Leeds. OK, a very dark place musically. Oh, I think I know where this is heading. Yeah, it seduced me into prog rock. Do you want to talk about it? No. Fair enough. I understand. Some of my friends went down the same route, and even now, 50 years later, they find it difficult to live with the shame. I can empathise. I eventually managed to come to terms with it, but it took me to the late 70s. Wow. Ten years after. No need for that. Sorry. Anyway, the hippie thing only lasted about six months in South Yorkshire. By the winter of 69, most of it had fizzled out. Yeah, a good thing too. Which brings me back to Bride's Place. How come? Well, you know when Big Jeff the Sheffield Chef mentioned it, I said it was an amazing coincidence. Yeah? Well... I actually went to school with Bry. What? Bry as in Bry's place, Bry? Yep. And it gets even stranger because at the time, Bry was a hippie. Amazing. Yep. It's almost as if some joined up script writing had happened before our very eyes. What script? Oh, oh yes, yeah, sorry. <laughs> I nearly gave the game away. So what happened to Bry then? Well,. It's a long story. Well, I'm not in a hurry to get anywhere. Right, then. got the caftan, the cheesecloth shirt and the smelly afghan Borrowed some beads from his girlfriend Julie Reeks of incense and patchouli Brian works weekdays down at the chippy When Saturday comes he's a weekend hippie Cross-legged in his tie-dye t-shirt Listening to Captain Beefheart Ring as it's far out and groovy it's something he heard in the Woodstock movie All his old mates think he's drippy Cos when Saturday comes he's a weekend hippie His dad's not chuffed, says Now nah, then Shirley, that long hair looks far too girly Why can't you just dress more low-key? Smarten up, be more blokey Forget the bloody flower power Just cut your hair and take a shower His girlfriend ran off with a banker Brian accepted without rancour Free love wasn't her ideal Julie preferred to keep it real Brian didn't get too overall Plenty more fish in the sea he thought His hippie mate said Take a trip, feed your head man, be real hip But somehow Brian misunderstood Bought a day return to Cricklewood 
The journey was quite sentimental, but not exactly transcendental. Rise Epiphany. The cheesecloth shirt, the tie-dye tea, the beads, the caftan got the job. Donated to the Oxfam shop. The Afghan though, they, they wouldn't sell. Said they couldn't stand the smell. And now he's full-time at the chippy. No longer the weekend hippie. He's cut his hair and bought a suit. The girls all say he looks quite cute. Cause Bri the hippie's now a mod who's given his life to serving cod. And haddock. Yep, and mushy peas. And beans. Uh, yes, Big Jeff, definitely beans. And a generous shake of hendos. Yeah, can't forget the hendos. So that's how he ended up running the chip shop. Exactly. That's amazing. Yep. So, because of Julie's rejection, he went on to batter himself. Right, that's it then. Oh, we're finished. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We've run out of time. Besides, I've got other fish to fry. Oh, do we have fish now then? No. So he's still David Harmer. And he's still Ray Globe. And we've been... The The Glover Glover Twins. Twins. I thought that was a good line. What? He went on to batter himself. No. Are you fishing for compliments? No, not at all. Oh, well, okay, yeah. Yeah, I thought so. Glomcast was written and performed by David Harmer and Ray Globe. Their special guest this week was Malcolm Lomax. Original music was written and performed by Ray Globe. It was recorded in David's spare room... And in Ray's living room. And a small cupboard next to Malcolm's bathroom. You can follow the Glummer Twins across social media at the Glummer Twins, all one word. Just to type that bit? Which bit? All one word? No. Oh. It's just at the Glummer Twins. Oh, right.